You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Prenke are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie, welcome to the Rebellion. Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. This is a special episode uh, to tide you guys over uh, while we wait for the return of Star Wars Rebels Season 4 for the last, what is it, I think it's about five episodes. Um, I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Hey, what's going on, Mike and Rebels podcast listeners? Good to be back. And boy, Mike, uh, tell you what, Disney and Lucasfilm, they dropped some bombs <laughs> this week. Holy mackerel. They've been and, a little busy. Uh, been a little busy. <laughs> yeah, it's wow. It's great stuff, man. We're going to talk about it all today. Totally. So uh, looking forward to it. What do we got first? What are we doing first? Yeah, let's jump right into uh, basically this whole episode is going to be news, but we're going to go. We're, we'll have some audio and stuff like that to listen to. But the first thing to talk about is the Freemaker Adventures Season 2 coming to DVD on March 13th. Uh, I'm really excited for this. As you guys know, uh, we are big fans of Star Lego Star Wars, the Freemaker Adventures around here on Rebel Cells. Um, as a matter of fact, Freemaker Adventures is the reason why we rebranded into Rebel Cells because between right. Freemaker Adventures and Forces of Destiny, it was like, well, you know, we're, we're more than just the Rebels podcast. So, um, yeah, it coming out on DVD on March 13th is nice. Would be really nice if it were also coming out on Blu-ray, but thus far doesn't seem to be any uh, announcement of a Blu-ray version of Season 2. Really weird because Season 1 came out on Blu-ray, but I guess maybe they just didn't sell very many of, hmm. uh, of Freemaker Adventure Season 1 on Blu-ray. Maybe sold more DVD. But... Uh, uh, it's got some really great features, uh, special features on it. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, uh, oh, no, not spe- uh, maybe those aren't special features. No, that's just people's people being listed. Um, yeah, no, but I mean, it's I think it's going to be great. Uh, bonus shorts include. Oh, this, these are just the the. That first episode, Home One thrown into the Battle Row and Secret Adventure, Xander, mm. Freemaker, Superstar Pilot Guy, and Beware the Gamorian <laughs> Flu. Um, yeah. Oh, I guess there. 
I misread that. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I really excited that it's coming out that, that we're going to actually get it. Um, but I, I really wish that it was coming out on Blu-ray. I actually tweeted at Bob Roth in, uh, the day that it came out and he was kind of like, yeah, I don't know why it's not coming out on Blu-ray either. They don't let me make that decision. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah, sort of I'm paraphrasing really. him a little bit, but yeah, I, I, you're going to be able to pick this up for yourself and, uh, and own Lego star Wars, the Freemaker adventures. Um, that's good stuff. And, and that is so weird that it's like pretty much everybody's gone to Blu-ray, I would think, you know, it's not, right. I, I don't even, yeah. What? It's so bizarre on the DVD thing. Like, I don't know what I, it is. They must yeah. be cheaper to produce or something. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, like we're talking about like probably pennies, but, but when you're printing thousands of copies, I guess that adds up. Um, hmm. So it is weird. It is so, so weird that they wouldn't just put this out on Blu-ray. <clears throat> I don't know why anybody's even making DVDs anymore. <clears throat> it's like, what's the point? <laughs> I know, um, right? But I, know. I, but I don't know. I hold out hope that, that maybe we'll get a Blu-ray release uh, eventually, but uh, probably unlikely. They did the same thing with the Lego Star Wars movies that they had done, those short movies, where like the I think it was the Padawan Menace came out on uh on blu-ray and then the next one only came out on dvd so i don't know i don't know i guess uh what we're gonna have to do is everybody's just gonna have to kind of tweet about uh about it not being out on blu-ray and maybe we'll see what happens maybe somebody will do something about that but or or digital too right there's no digital right yeah i don't even know if it's coming out on digital but that's the thing that's kind of the thing and we'll we maybe talk about that I actually, you know, this is a perfect place to talk about it. Um, there was an earnings call yesterday as of us recording. Um, and Bob Iger was talking about television series and that they don't have one, but several TV shows in the work or in the works. Yeah. And that was the bomb as just as I predicted, I think probably about two or three months ago, when they made the announcement that they were going to be doing their own streaming platform, I said, oh, well, the next animated Star Wars, it's not going to be on Disney XD. It's not going to be on ABC. It's going to be on their streaming platform because why wouldn't you launch a streaming platform with a brand new Star Wars TV show? So, um, yeah, I think that we can look forward to whatever is coming next from Lucasfilm animation on, on the Disney streaming platform, whatever that ends up being. But I think that we can also look forward to things like the clone wars, star Wars rebels and Lego star Wars, the free maker adventures all being available on that streaming platform as well. So to mm-hmm. me, it's like, uh, I definitely like to own these things, especially, especially, uh, with you and I being uh, so heavily involved in sort of the fandom around this animated stuff, I really like to to actually have the the Blu-rays and and yeah. all that sort of thing. And I'm actually, yeah. as of Christmas, I'm all caught up on everything. I've got Lego Star Wars: The Freemaker Adventure Season One, as well as Rebels Season Three. Um, and uh, you know what? The only thing I don't have, and that I really need to get off my butt and and pick up, is the um, the the lost missions the clone wars lost missions because i have mm-hmm. the complete series box set 
And then I also have season one and season two on Blu-ray <laughs> because I bought those when they as they came out and then bought the whole complete series set. Um, but yeah, so I guess I'm missing that, but I'm, I've kind of not really felt the need to pick it up because it is on Netflix. Um, is it? Do you still have Clone Wars on Netflix there? As, uh, last time I checked, yeah, because I know my yeah. brother's been watching it, and uh, I the only thing I I think they have the um, the Lost Missions on there too, because he was asking me about the Lost Missions, and I go, yeah, they well, I know be. they have, I know they they should have them, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because uh, I know that for a while there, they were kind of there's that threat that they were going to remove them from Netflix, but right, um, right, but it doesn't seem to have been the case. I'm sure they will once they have their own platform, but um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, actually, yeah, so, they had Clone Wars, the Clone Wars, and the actual movies on there too. So yeah, yeah, uh, it's both on there. Yeah, cool, mm-hmm. um, awesome. I so oh, that's Remaker know, Adventures. Still no announcement of season three, but um, come on, it's coming. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's coming. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's coming, but we'll, well see. You, Go back, going back to the to the uh, you're talking about the series that are coming out on that streaming service. I believe, I guess, I guess they didn't really make they didn't really specify if it was yeah. going to be all live action, right? They, they, they didn't. All he said was coming. multiple series. So, yeah. I if I had to guess, um, and I, I, I mean, like, look, we're gonna we're we'll talk about it. Um, I, my my record has been pretty good thus far um there's been a few things that i've predicted that have that have come to pass in the last few weeks um my guess would be that we have at least two animated series coming um and then and then the live action series that's been rumored and i would also wager that the animated series uh at least one of them whatever dave filoni has been working on is going to launch with the platform with the other one following soon after and then the live action show probably being the third thing that launches i highly Mm. doubt they'll launch the platform with all three um or or more if they potentially have more but um if there were only two he would have said two so to me that that implies that that we've got at least three series in the works um, if not potentially more. And and I think maybe this might be an opportunity for them to bring back um, Star Wars detours. Um, I don't know what the legal uh, implications yeah. are of that because that, I believe, was being developed for Cartoon Network. And I think that's why we've never seen it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, come on. Disney's just buying out everything. Um, in order to, to, to make their lives easier. Uh, in fact, I don't think that we've recorded since Disney started the process of purchasing 21st century Fox. Right. Right. Um, which I, you know, everybody, when it happened, we're, we're talking about, uh, the implications for the Marvel, um, Marvel studios movies. Um, but, but actually there's a there's a very direct implication for Star Wars and that's that we could get re-releases of the original trilogy um as well as the prequels which uh Fox has the distribution rights for so um yeah i it's it's kind of a big deal right um and oh, yeah. and there might be some other stuff tied in there as well yeah so well yeah i know it's that's uh 
just and that's just we're just talking about animation stuff and, and just the as far as the bombs I was talking about in the beginning there, I wasn't even including the stuff you just talked about. So I mean, there's tons of, I mean, a lot of stuff coming out. This this week has been crazy. The last actually the last couple of weeks, ever since they uh, started with the Rebels trailer, and then you know we go into the Super Bowl, and then this week has been crazy. So yeah, a lot of a lot of good stuff coming up. Uh, what else you got? What else is on the docket there, Mike? Totally. Yeah. Well, next up is uh, as you just mentioned the the uh, Star Wars Rebels season four trailer, uh, mid season trailer for the finale of the series, and I think you've got some audio of that for us, right? Yeah. Let's let's try this out, Mike. Let me know if, if uh, you can't hear it, but I'm going to start it. Here we go. I've learned so much about life, about being a good person. If not for you guys, I'd be back on the fall just waiting to be rescued like everyone else. Ezra, you have never been like everyone else. What exactly am I looking for? Nothing and everything. That doesn't help. Trust yourself, trust the Force. I could see what they were thinking. You must have established a deep connection with them. The Force is trying to tell you something. Listen to it. We have hope. Hope that things can get better. And they will. Is it wrong for me to protect my friends? How did I choose to win? The question is... We are rebels. Fighting for the Your voice started something. That something has grown bigger than I ever imagined. We can do this together. Let's go get Hera. You're in terrible trouble. Hey, I've seen you before. I have to tell you something. I hate your hair. Let's go, Rebels. Full-scale bombardment of the city. Is a bridger mine at last? Hang on! I know what we have to do now. One last thing. Lesson. There it is, Mike. We got the trailer. Yeah. Uh, you know what's 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 interesting about this trailer? First of all, is much like the opening for season four, the first trailer we got, it had the you know the Hera voiceover. This one was mostly narrated by. Ezra and kind of showed his journey, at least the first half of the trailer, like his journey through uh, this portion of of the series. And I thought that was like a really cool kind of like yeah. how it kind of 
you know, in kind of in sync with what, what, what the first trailer was. So I love that. And then we get into a bunch of new stuff. And 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 here's what Filoni said. He told uh, a website. He said, you know, this story is about Ezra at the end of the day. So and you can definitely feel that in this trailer that. Yep. You know, th- this is this is coming down and the way this thing ends and, and all the stuff in between we'll talk about here in a minute. But just overall, uh, it just really got you pumped for for the this last season. This thing's coming at us like crazy. Like we're going to be done with the show in a matter of what is it? Two, three weeks, three the weeks yeah. over three weeks. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how we tackle this as far as yeah. uh, covering it. But we'll get to that point uh, later. But just oh, just just overall impressions. Um really really good trailer really got you in and and that last half of the holiday action uh, we'll talk like i said we'll talk about that but just overall just really got you uh really got me mm-hmm. psyched up for for what's coming next so uh, what are your initial thoughts there mike yeah absolutely i mean i i great it, i love how it starts with the recap sort of reminding us of ezra's journey from the beginning until now um <clears throat> and uh the fact that I, and for people who don't watch Star Wars Rebels, they're really missing out on it. The fact that the Rebellion, as we know it, the Alliance, only exists because Ezra called the factions together. What culminates in Rogue One, I, the, 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 the spark that lights that fire is in Star Wars Rebels uh, Season 1. And uh, and and I think that that is just such an incredible achievement from the story group and from Dave Filoni and everybody who works on Star Wars Rebels, um, and that 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 we haven't we haven't done an episode you and I other than the spoiler cast since the Last Jedi came out. So people have probably been waiting to hear what we have to think about the Last Jedi. It's so funny. It's been so long, um, mm-hmm. and there's so much to talk about now that like the Last Jedi is the last thing that I'm thinking about at the moment. But yeah. um, the 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 line that's in the trailers and and that's obviously in the movie as well that we're the spark that'll light the fire that'll burn the First Order down. Right. Um, that is a direct reference to the term that terminology used in in star Wars rebels. Now it's, I think it's, um, it's Tarkin who refers to, to this rebel cell as, as a spark that could catch fire. Right. And it, and it does. And that's what I'm talking about. And, and that's, that has all brought the characters to the point that we're at now, um, on star Wars rebels. And, and we definitely left, the first half of the season in a very hopeless place. Um, Hera is captured. Uh, the the rebels are kind of um, on their own. They're disconnected from the rest of the alliance, um, and uh, and and the liberation of Lothal uh, did not go as planned. And I don't think that it's going to. But I made some predictions last year. And this trailer has already confirmed those. Uh, there's obviously something on Lothal that the Emperor wants. Um, I, he is also now, it appears, after Ezra um, himself uh, I, to, to train him as an apprentice. Big surprise there. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and 
we do in fact see reference direct reference to the father the son and the daughter which Mm -hmm. i i'm pretty proud of myself for calling that a few months ago (laughs) saying man there's no way that this doesn't connect in um and it seems like it's going to be a pretty important part of the end of this series and like we said the five episodes right two episodes on the 19th two episodes the week after that and then i think that they're kind of referring to it as two episodes but it's a 90 minute finale on on uh, march 5th um clearing out the series and then star wars rebels is done (laughs) and uh and then solo comes out in may (laughs) and then (laughs) nothing on the boards for quite a while. Um, yeah. It's, with with episode what, nine coming out in December of 2019. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, going back to this trailer, like you said, um, just some of the highlights. I mean, you, you got the, you got the loft wolves and it looks like maybe even a larger, uh, maybe, you know, king, queen, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, but just a, a larger wolf. You got the return of Gregor and Wolf. Uh, like you said, Mike, the mortar stuff is like, whoa, yeah. that was crazy to see that. Like, what's going to happen there? The Congors, yeah. uh, Palpatine, who's being voiced by Ian McDermott, yes. and all this, you know, yes. it's great stuff. The and only reason not to have Sam yeah. Witwer voice Palpatine <laughs> is yeah. that you have you have Ian McDermott coming back to to voice. Palpatine. That's yeah, that's 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 fantastic. I mean, I'm so glad they got him to come in and do that. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong, Sam Wimber is is incredible, but when you yes. got the guy, you got the guy. So it's yeah. fantastic yeah. they got him in. <laughs> Kanan he's got a new uh, a new, new do. And here's yeah. the thing, Mike, with here's the thing with Kanan is that you know, it's been I would like to watch old samurai movies and stuff like that. And I think yeah. there's something to the fact that he cuts his hair. Yes. And that means something like he is getting ready to do something big. I don't, did you get that feeling? Yeah. Well, it definitely connects into um, I, the last Padawan, which was the comic series, which, look, I've told you guys a million times. Uh, and if you haven't listened to me yet, then this is your own fault. Go read Star Wars Kanan, the last Padawan. Um, it is integral to this story. You have to read the last Padawan. You have to read a new Dawn and, and then watch the series like that. This is, these aren't optional. These are necessary to understand some of these characters to the full extent. And there's a moment in the last Padawan where, where Kanan, because he's on the run from the, uh, from the clone troopers, in order to hide, he has to cut off his braid and and the the um, the ponytail, and so that's that's the moment he ceases to be Caleb Doom, and becomes Kanan Jarrus, um, and you'll so you sort of learn like where he gets the name from and and all of that sort of stuff, um, and it's beautifully illustrated. It's a great story. Um, it is probably in my top five Star Wars comics of all time. Um, and it directly ties into that moment in the trailer where Kanan is cutting off the long hair and he actually even shaves, right? Like, I, I no, yeah, no facial hair that. whatsoever. So that is, that's the return of Caleb doom. 
and uh, and I think that that's what we can look forward to. There's a, there's actually a tight an episode titled Doom, and I think that'll probably be what's in that episode. So, yeah, um, I can't wait. I'm I'm so excited. Uh, there's not. I don't know that there's much for us to speculate about at this point because we've kind of we've kind of already done it. We've already. I mm. I speculated what the rest of the season's going to be like but um but yeah I I I I can't wait. I mean like there's I, the, yeah. the, the, this is this has been a really long road to mm. to get here um even though it's only four seasons and obviously we got much much more on um the clone wars but but still it, it's it's just I don't know. I don't know what it is. I guess maybe it's just the fact that Rebels started before The Force Awakens that it just feels like a lifetime, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel like we've been watching this show for longer than we watched The Clone Wars for? I think I think I can see that because you know it has the breaks and it's, yeah. it almost feels like uh you know like Walking Dead or something where they they go up for a little bit and then they take a long break and then they're back and then so I I can see where you're coming from. I, um, I, I, one other thing too about this trailer is, you know, I was really surprised to see Palpatine in here. I had no clue that he was coming into the series. That is a big surprise. Yeah. Me. I can't wait. And, and, and you're right too. It's like, this is, this is some big stuff because, yeah. uh, Ezra says, you know, this is my final test and I'm, I don't know. I don't know where this is going. Like what is you see him there with the looks like the hologram of the emperor uh, and where it goes from there. It's like, well, that just blew me away seeing the emperor on there. I was like, wow, we are, we're bringing in the big guns. I, whether we'll see Vader, I don't know, but man, bringing in the emperor, that's pretty crazy. Obviously, like you totally. said, like he's coming after, he's coming after Ezra. He obviously senses some kind of power in this kid. And we've all seen his power throughout the series. So uh, very interested to see that. And, and, and like this trailer sets up, you know, it's going back to like this is this is a story about Lothal and this young kid who was, you know, found by Kanan to have the Force and 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 this little tight little story I think is, is fantastic about him and this world and I think that's where we're going with it. So, um, man, it's just, it's just crazy to think that in three weeks this thing is going to be pretty much over with. Like you said, Mike, we got nineteenth is the uh, premiere. And then back to back, and then we go back to back again, and then the ninety-minute finale, right? We got Doom, or Jedi Knight, Doom, Wolves at the Door, a world, be- a world between worlds, a Fool's Hope, and then the finale is Family Reunion and Farewell. So, man, this is uh, this is coming at us fast and and quick, and and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna yeah. be a wild ride, wild yeah. ride. So good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so let's see what's next up. What's next up? I think that this will probably be the meat of uh, what we have to talk about tonight. Um, a little, a little thing dropped during uh, the, uh, as they prefer us to call it, the big game um, on Sunday, and that was a TV spot teasing the teaser. Not actually teasing a full trailer, but a teaser trailer. So a 45-second TV spot teasing, uh, what is it? It's like a two-minute uh, teaser trailer. I don't even know if it's two minutes long. It's but like 145. 145, yeah. yeah. Um, 
And uh, the thing that I love is that each actually had its own sort of unique content. Um, but uh, the movie that we're talking about, of course, is Solo. And uh, here we have some audio. We got, we got the trailer. You guys can listen. I'm sure that everybody has seen it a million times by now like I have. I'm sure like Matt has. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're going to take a listen real quick. I've been running scams on the street since I was 10. I was kicked out of the flight academy for having a mind of my own. I'm gonna be a pilot. Best in the galaxy. Hey, kid. I'm putting together a crew. You in? That's yes. I might be the only person. Who knows? What you really are. What's that? Thought we were in trouble there for a second, but it's fine. We're fine. So there we go. I are you excited, Matt? Okay, let me let me let's start with this. I was watching the yeah. big game, like you said, yeah, and I kind of had a feeling. I, I saw some tweets about that they were going to show a teaser for this, so I was I was yeah. ready for it. I was gearing up for it. I knew it was coming early because they had it scheduled kind of early on in the programming. And I tell you what, anytime I see a Star Wars trailer for the first time, I really get pumped up. I saw that, and I had this big smile on my face, and I'm thinking, okay, like I have tweeted, I was like, okay, you guys got me. I'm in, you know. I, and, and seeing the full trailer the next day, I was still into it. You know, I, it's, it's not like the greatest trailer in the world or anything like that. And and I'm excited for it. I'm tempering my expectations because mm-hmm. I know all the issues they had with it. But I got to tell you, you know, it's I feel I feel kind of like I, I want to give this Alden Ehrenreich the, the benefit of the doubt because this guy, this kid is coming in to the most iconic character, one of the most iconic characters in all, I'm not just Star Wars, just all of film. Yeah. He's going to come in and try to do his best. And 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 you've seen for the trailer, he's not trying to do a voice match or anything. No. This is his own take. And he and we, there's reports out there that he met with Han Solo recently, or Han Solo, he met with Harrison Ford. <laughs> same difference. And, same difference. And they talked about it and he gave him some advice and probably yeah. gave him some, some pointers or whatever. But... I really want to give this kid a chance, and, and I'm, I'm really excited to see what he does. You see some of the things in the trailer, and we'll talk about. There's a couple of um, kind of callbacks and things that I'm like uh, kind of made me smile, and just the overall look yeah. of the of the trailer looked fantastic. Uh, the action, I'm sure, is going to be great, and I think they're saving some big things. I, th- I don't think we've seen we've seen just a taste. I don't think we've seen some some of the crazy stuff that we might see in this. Maybe totally. maybe Jabba shows up. Maybe Boba Fett. You know, we've yeah. heard those rumors. So we'll see. I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm pretty stoked about this. You know, I'm not like over the moon like I was with Force Awakens, but 
definitely excited about um, where they're going. Because, I, like I said, we had no clue. This is we're three months away, and we yeah. finally get a taste. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what, what's your what you're fitting on. I so I have been very uh, cautious about solo thus far. Um, you know, I all the the pictures and stuff that we got from set uh, from Ron Howard. Um, it was all like, okay, cool. You know, like visually, obviously they've got it nailed. I don't, that's not what I'm worried about. Right. I'm worried about story. I'm worried about character. Um, I'm worried about tone. Um, and you know, everybody knows how I feel about rogue one. Uh, and so going into this, I'm kind of cautiously optimistic, I think is the best term for it. Right. Uh, and then, the, the TV spot drops on Sunday and I watch it and I'm like, okay, okay. Some of that EU stuff, some of that legend stuff is intact. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. The Imperial stuff isn't, it seems to be, it's, it might not be, you know, exactly what everybody thinks it, it, it should be. You know, everybody's got their, their opinions on it. Right. But it is. Um, it is definitely heavily inspired, heavily influenced by it. I'm excited to see what the actual teaser is going to be like. Um, and then we get the teaser and I watch it the first time and I'm like, wait a second. Did I just like that? Did I like that a lot? <laughs> and it's the thing yeah. that threw me off to begin with was the music, right? The music is so different. And, you know, like Rogue One was different as well. It, it was uh, Michael Giacchino instead of uh, John Williams, which automatically makes it somewhat different. But but Michael Giacchino, very similar. Um, in, like, as, in fact, like I, I often refer to Michael Giacchino as like the next John Williams. I think he has done some incredible standout, um, soundtracks. I don't personally think that that his work on Rogue One is his best work, but you can't blame him because he was brought in in the absolute eleventh hour to do that. So I think that he was kind of just going like, "Yeah, Star Wars, here we go." Um, and it's not. It doesn't really have. It doesn't have that re-listenable quality that I think his other work does, and definitely not to the extent that John Williams does. Um, it doesn't like I very rarely listen to any of the music from the movie itself. I often just listen to um, the Jin Erso and Hope Suite as well as the um, the Imperial Suite. I can't remember. I think that's what it's called. Um, mm -hmm. I just kind of listen to those two um, uh, on uh, they're in like regular rotation on my playlist. But coming into this, there was a little bit of a hint of it in the in the TV spot, but then. The trailer, as we just listened to, it 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 comes. It starts with that ticking. It's like the tick tick, and it's like, but it's not a clock ticking. It's like a, it's almost like a drum, right? Like it's almost like somebody like hitting the side of a drum, like the beginning of a song. You know, like when you hear like that tick 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 tick, and then the rock rock and roll mm -hmm. starts. Yes. Um, and then you hear the guitar come in, which I uh, there are not that many instances of electric guitar in star wars soundtracks um i'm pretty sure it was attack of the clones the first time it came in and it was a really big deal in the in the the bounty hunter not the bounty hunter chase the the zam wessel chase there's some there's some electric guitar in there um 
but that guitar comes in and it wasn't until probably the third time that I watched the trailer that I realized what it was. And it's an engine revving, right? Like it's, it's like a hot rod engine revving. And, um, once that clicked for me, once I realized what the music was doing and, and what tone they were going for, I was like, Oh, Ron Howard has got this. This is, (laughs) it's star Wars. And I'm pretty sure I'm, we'll see, we'll see, but I'm pretty sure meets oceans 11 meets American graffiti. Right. Like that it's it, it's going to have a lot of those those elements, I think, to it. And Han's character is that hot rod, um, you know, like I, I sort of rebellious um, young sort of almost teenager. And I think that's where. That's where I am the most okay with Alden Ehrenreich's performance as as far as we've seen it. Because I look at it and I go, okay, this isn't... He's not doing a Harrison Ford impression. Because why would you if you are 10 years away from Han Solo in A New Hope, right? Because Han in A New Hope is... I think it's been sort of stated that he's around 30, 33, right? Mm -hmm. He's kind of in that age range. Yeah. And the way that Han talks in this teaser is the way that a 19, 20 year old talks, right? The way he's like, I'm going to be a pilot, the best in the galaxy. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, he's just a stupid kid, right? Like, that's the thing is uh, he sounds way less like Han Solo and way more like Luke Skywalker <laughs> in terms of the way that yeah, he talks right? about yeah. himself. And it's, that's kind of how I felt from the outset. But then the, the, the moment that I kind of seize on that really solidifies that for me and where I think like, okay, this is the direction that they're going is when uh, Kira is sort of confronting him in the trailer. And she's like, I think I'm, I'm the only one who sees you for what you really are. And his response is what's that. Right. And, um, Han Solo, as we traditionally know him, as we classically know him from the from the original trilogy, would be like, yeah, whatever, sweetheart. Right. Like, that's how Han would react that we're used to. But the much more Luke Skywalker reaction is like, oh, yeah, what's that? What what, what do you think I am? You know, I'm not such a bad pilot myself. Right. It's that sort of attitude. And then he does this thing, this great moment in his performance where after he says it he says it with like this conviction even though it's totally um it's totally hollow he's still saying it like even though it's an empty sentiment he's saying it with such conviction of like what's that and but then he kind of swallows in this way where you can tell even though he's like towering over this woman um, and he's 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 gorgeous and you know uh, uh, fit and all these things, right? He's he's Han Solo because he's so insecure at this point in the story. He swallows, and it's like that moment of like it's like a tell, right? It's like a like mm-hmm. like when you're playing poker. It's like he reveals mm-hmm. his entire hand, right, which is yeah. that like oh you do have me pegged and 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 I'm I'm fake. I'm 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 full of it, right? Um, and to me, like that is 
that tells me that we're not just getting fan service, but that there's a story here to tell. Because this, I think, is going to be the story that puts Han Solo on the path to intersect with Luke and Obi-Wan on Tatooine and become one of the greatest heroes of the Rebellion, right? Um, And that doesn't happen unless he goes from being that brash young kid to something more than that something something bigger and something better than that um so yeah i am i'm super excited i'm so glad that this is not the origin of how han and chewie met um at at least thus far it doesn't appear to be that way i'm wondering if we're getting that because i I don't know it's like maybe they know each other and then he gets his life debt later on in the movie because there's just there was that one one picture from ron howard where it looked like chewie was embracing another wookiee and i'm Mm -hmm. thinking oh man that's that's the time he's got to tell his wife he's he's taken off with han for to serve his life debt you know so i I don't know but you, you could be right it could be you're thinking it's already established that he's with chewie in this movie I yeah, think so. That's that. I mean, the moment when when Beckett says I'm putting together a team, and then there it shows the team, and then uh, and then Chewie growls, and uh, and Han goes that that's yes, right? It's like that to me is like Han and Chewie have been together for a certain amount of time, and mm-hmm. I, it'll be a bit of a of a busy movie, I think, if you have to tell that story at the beginning and then get into what the actual movie is. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. To me, that yeah. That seems like it would be just too much, too much story to tell. Um, so yeah, I think it would be it would be better if they're established at that point, and we can kind of get it somewhere else at some other point. You know. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I, I never thought about that because that it does. This trailer does make it seem like they are together already, so that could rule out the whole uh, origin of. Uh, of him and, and, and Chewie. So, yeah. you know, it's, it, well, you, you mentioned the story too. And, and, and we've heard, you know, I've heard online and on videos and stuff that, you know, um, the Kasdans, this is, this is one of the best script star Wars scripts period that's ever been written. So we've heard these and you could take that with a grain of salt, you know, whatever, yeah. but this is so tricky because you're talking about a character Hansel who was introduced in star Wars to one of the most, I mean, th- you talk about a, an introduction. This guy was introduced in Star Wars, sitting at a table across from Greedo, and shooting him in cold blood. And yeah. then you get his story arc from there. So, man, this is—I tell you what, man—they're taking on a massive thing here, and 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 it's got to be so tough for yeah. for Howard and, and this whole cast of community because this is, like I said, this is no small undertaking, and a lot of fans of are going to have their own opinions already. But Absolutely. Like, like you said, you know, you got to go in this with, with open, with an open mind and yeah. what they're taking on here is something cool. And, and I don't know, I'm just, I'm really psyched about this because yeah, of what I've seen so far, some of the, some of the callbacks they had, like I mentioned earlier, did in this trailer, you had like a lot, we didn't talk about Lando yet, but Lando looks fantastic. He has yeah. his little two finger, two finger salute uh, at one point. That, okay. That you is know? my favorite part of the trailer. That's my <laughs> favorite it, yeah. part when yeah. he, when he, uh, the, the droid, which I guess, I guess we're calling it Leet. Is that, I don't, uh, cause it's, it's L337, right? 
Um, right. Yeah. yeah. But I think that it's going to be called Leet because uh, that's sort of the reference there. Um, I don't know. Maybe it'll be L3. But um, yeah, when that, that two finger salute between the two of them, because that's the same two finger salute that Lando gives. Um, gives Han right before they get on the the shuttle Tidarium, right? Mm, um, right, yeah. And it just it connects to that character, and it's just so great in the trailer. And man, I look. This is what, what I always say when stuff like this drops. Is just like it's it's just a blanket statement. I like Star Wars. And <laughs> yeah, you tweeted that out the other day. <laughs> people, people, yeah. people ask me like, like, so what did you think of the Last Jedi? And my response is always just like, I like Star Wars. Like, like I, I don't know what to tell you because um, I have so many problems with Rogue One, but I like Star Wars, so it doesn't matter that I have problems with Rogue One. It's not. It doesn't. Even if the movie ends up being not that great, it's gonna it like already the redesign of the Falcon, uh, Lando, just the way that he looks, uh, uh, that droid Leet, uh, uh, that four armed monkey alien in in the in the that I assume is in the gunwell of the Falcon, right? Um, I mean, like, like. I I like Star Wars. That's all. That's all there is to it, you know. Yeah. Uh, giant yeah. space octopus monsters. It, it's just like it doesn't matter if the movie is is perfect or if the movie is good or if the movie is fine or I don't really like it. It that none of that matters because at the end of the day. There's going to be things in this movie that I think are totally awesome. The Ewing is totally awesome. Even though I don't like Rogue One and I'm not going to go to that as my go-to Star Wars movie to watch, uh, I have a little uh, uh, one of the the Titanium series Ewings because I love that ship design. And, you know, I K2SO was fun when I saw the movie. It gets a little annoying on rewatches, I find. But... You know, like there's so many things in Rogue One that are awesome, even though I'm not the biggest fan of of the movie in its entirety. The last act of it, and Admiral Raddus, uh, I like Admiral Raddus, one of my favorite characters from all of the new Star Wars movies. Um, I just I love that character and the fact that the 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 ship in the Last Jedi is named the Raddus is this really awesome connection to Rogue One and. All that stuff. Like, Star Wars is fun. Star Wars is cool. Star Wars is awesome. And I think the biggest thing that's happened, and I I thank Ryan Johnson for it, even though I know that there's a lot of people out there who kind of are, are cursing his name. But I actually thank Ryan Johnson for separating the wheat from the chaff. Um, because now there are two types of Star Wars fans. There are real Star Wars fans. And then there are whiny crybabies. And it's like I know Matt, you have some issues with the Last Jedi, right? right. Like, like you have yeah. some issues oh, yeah. with the way that Luke's character was handled, and I totally respect that because you may not necessarily like the choices that they made, but you accept that that's the story that we've got, and we're moving forward. Like the trains left the station, and you're either mm-hmm. on it 
or you or yeah. you're not like that's it's and right. you're not in charge you and i aren't in charge of what gets made in a star wars movie we can speculate and we can have our own fan theories and then we can like it or dislike it but we don't have input so it's somebody else's story to tell until such time as you and i are involved with lucasfilm and can actually affect that right mm-hmm. so as a fan you have to let go of that control you have to let go of that false sense of power and i think that solo is as divisive as as the last jedi was solo is going to straight up remove people from the fandom i think it will it's it's because it's gonna be so radically different and it's going to tear apart the eu um, in a way right. that we haven't seen since Mandalore was revealed on the Clone Wars. But it's going to do it not in a TV show that some Star Wars fans are watching, but in a movie that everybody on the planet is watching. And it's going to be chaos, dude. It's going to be chaos. Uh, as much yeah. as Luke's changes uh, in character in The Last Jedi have upset things, I really think that that the story points and the plot of what they do. I mean, like, there's already people who are upset because they changed the way that the Millennium Falcon looked in the past. And they, in their head, read a book 15 years ago and decided what the Millennium Falcon looked like before a new hope and it looked exactly the same as it looked in a new hope but with blue markings on it and it's like you know what get over it that's my that's my message right here and now right it's just that's and that is the best message because uh, like you said with with me and the last jedi yeah i have some issues and you know why it's because i read stories about star wars and the new movies every single day and for two years, I have been in my head yeah. thinking about what that movie was going to be, yep. and then and, and you get and you get tainted because you get these leaks about oh there's going to be a you know it's going to be Kylo versus Luke on Octo and they're filming this scene and you get these these leaks that um, ultimately don't turn out to be true and so you build up the stuff in yeah. your mind and then. And, and you kind of let yourself down. You go, and and that's where I have to take a like, whoa, it's my fault. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm the one that's building this thing up. Exactly. To, and, and and you know what's funny is the only way, and you said it, you kind of said it there. The only way that anybody's going to be happy is if we send, you know, here's here's my hundred dollars Lucasfilm, um, <laughs> and, and they go and they go, okay, what do you want to change for hundred dollars? What movie do you want? And everybody gets <laughs> sends in a hundred dollars. And you get to pick and, and choose what you want into this movie. That's yeah. the only way you're going to satisfy anybody. So oh, yeah. it is. Yeah. It's 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 all in my head because, like I said, I const- This is the only movie franchise I do this with. I don't go into Thor Ragnarok with any other expectations. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I totally, you're absolutely fun. right. It's yeah. Awesome. It's, you know. It, so yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars is really the only place where I think that this happens because. You know, I mean, Yoda says it always in motion is the future, right? But at the same time, now always in motion is the past as well, right? As much as 
the EU was one vision of the future. Um, and there's some cool stuff in there, but there's a whole lot of just stinky, gross mm. garbage in the yes. expanded universe. Um, the movies are what they are. And I think that the biggest thing for fans to recognize is like, this does not invalidate anything. It doesn't make that thing that you loved when you read it less important. It just means that for the movie, this is what they're doing. You know, um, my favorite Star Wars expanded universe, uh, my favorite novels are the Brian Daly Han Solo adventures. And this movie absolutely 100% negates them, right? Like, like there, yeah, you could do a bunch of sort of equivocating and say like, oh, well, if this is 10 years before A New Hope, then it's okay. Those could take place like two years before A New Hope and then it's still not a problem. And you could do that if you wanted to, but... You know, like the Millennium Falcon is absolutely described in those books and it is not described as having a triangular nose cone, basically. Right. Um, This movie changes that. It changes that story. Granted, we haven't seen the movie yet, so everybody needs to stop jumping to conclusions. It's entirely possible that it starts out that way in the movie, and by the end of the movie, something has happened. Han has done some maneuver that's just straight up ripped that part of the ship off, and and we're left with like the split mandibles as we're used to seeing the Millennium Falcon. And so for Solo 2, you know, Electric Boogaloo, I... I then it's it's the Falcon as we're used to seeing it and we see that evolution but like it doesn't matter because I can still those books still exist I can still go to the store and I can actually buy the Han Solo adventures as one like single bound like paperback because they were more novellas than they were full novels um and I can still read those and I like because I have them. They're on my shelf. I have the original versions from from the 80s. And then I also have a collected version from from like the early 2000s. And I can read those whenever I want. All I got to do is crack open that book and read them. That story is still there and I can still enjoy that. But here is also this other story that's a different take on Han Solo's origin. Right. And you know, you can go back and you can read the New Jedi Order if you really want to. Or you can watch the movies. Or you can do both. And they can be mutually exclusive of one another. You know, I just read Dark Empire. I just reread Dark Empire, like, I think about a year ago, maybe, for Pullbox Podcast. And maybe it was two years ago. And when I did, it was like, okay, like, this is awesome. I love this comic. This this comic is so great. And then I see The Last Jedi, and it's like, okay, is Luke a totally different character from the one that he is in, um, in Dark Empire? Absolutely. Also, they're exactly the same because the motivations come from the same place. It's just the story went one way in this one, and the story went one way in the other one. And they're just, to me, they're just alternate versions of the same story. And all that matters at the end of the day is that you're telling a Star Wars story of some kind. Um, and and The Last Jedi and Solo and Rogue One, they're telling, and The Force Awakens, if you want to throw that in there as well, like they are telling 
Star Wars stories. Uh, I have problems with Rogue One, but it, I don't have a problem with the with whether or not it is a Star Wars story. It absolutely is. My problem has to do with the fact that the first act is a total mess and the 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 character arc for Jyn Erso makes no sense, and she goes from being. I can a, agree with that. A yeah. bad guy one second to Princess Leia the next. And it's like, okay, I get it. She has a character arc, but this isn't a character arc. This is like a split personality almost. She goes from being one person to a totally different person. Um, and then other characters are just so two-dimensional that it's like, well, what's the point? What's the point of Chira? What's the point of Baze? Other than mm. to fill out this team, right? Um, they aren't really given character arcs or or that many moments to shine um it's just kind of a jumbled mess of a movie in my opinion but still star wars well i mean those x-wings are x-wings right those star destroyers are star destroyers it's a star wars movie and it has a lot of the hallmarks of star wars and it does a lot of that stuff really really well um and the last jedi to me it, it it the last jedi is one of the most Star Wars movies. I think The Last Jedi knocks it out of the park. And uh, I can't wait for it to come out on Blu-ray so that I can just watch it over and over and over and over again. But um, Solo is going to be different. It's going to be a, a, a very a distinctly different take on, on a Star Wars movie. But I think that at this point with, with the three that we've gotten so far... Um, Hopefully people are prepared for that, but based on the reaction to the trailer, I mean, like I, it's, it's really interesting to me. Hardcore star Wars fans are like awesome. The more casual star Wars fans of which there have been many, many more sort of reentering the fold since the force awakens they're the ones who are sort of like, yeah, but what about this? And it's like, yeah, but what about the fact that you don't even know what you're talking about? Right. <laughs> like, 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 don't, don't like you're, you're not in the same league as, as, as some of these star Wars fans who know this stuff backwards and forwards. And, um, any movie that's going to bring us Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian. I mean, like, Think about this for one second. He doesn't utter a single word in the teaser. Right, yeah. But there is no doubt in my mind that that is Lando Calrissian 110%. Yeah. There you go. Like, that's it. That's all I need. Like, I am... Going into this, I, like I said, cautiously optimistic. Coming out of this trailer, I'm like, you know what? Haters, get the heck out of here. Like, get out of my fandom because we're busy looking at this trailer and talking about what's awesome. And you're busy complaining about the Millennium Falcon looking different and if that's your problem if that's your biggest problem with this movie and you want to go on the internet and you want to cry about that 
I got these these books that you can go read and you can go have fun watching those movies. It's called Lord of the Rings and and I'm sure that they need people like you over there. Or if you want to go be a hardcore Star Trek fan and be upset about the changes that they made over there with the new movies, you can go do that. But we don't need that in Star Wars because this movie looks like it's going to be awesome. You know, and I could be wrong because yeah. Rogue One looked like it was going to be awesome too and then I had problems with that. But I don't know. I I don't think Ron's doing us wrong. I think no. Uh, yeah. I, look, I, look at. Look, go ahead. Here's the thing. Here's the thing too. Like I think that they're they must be pretty confident in this film because they have every they have every excuse to move this thing back if they yep. wanted to to December. You know, just because of all that's been going on. But no, they didn't. They're they're sticking to their May release yep. date. Um, you know, Howard came in and, and righted the ship like we've talked about before. Yeah. And these 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 images I talked about, we brought up the um, some of the some of the subtle callbacks. I mean, there was another one in the, in this trailer where, you know, Han Solo's you know kind of like the old West. He's staring, and you see him unclick his his, uh, oh, his yeah. holster. You know, you got that one. And then of course the one at the very end, which I love too, is like he's flying with all of them in the Falcon. That looks like they're getting ready to go on the Kessel Run. He's like, hey. It's fine. We're, we're fine. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and of course, that reminds me of we're all fine here. How are you? You know, yeah. so it, it's just that kind of stuff. I'm like, OK, man, I, you got you got me. I think I'm digging this so far. Yeah. So like I said, I think that plus there's going to be even bigger surprises in this thing. So yeah. I think that's the way to go. in. I mean, all of us are oh. kind of like, hey, this is Han Solo. This is, uh, you know, this is Harrison Ford's, you know, Besides maybe Indiana Jones, I mean those two are like A B A and B or one A one B whatever you want to call it. So and look what they did with Indiana Jones. They recast that. They had a young Indiana Jones. They had a young Indiana Jones TV series, and it worked fine. So um, that's kind of where I'm like, you know, I'm going to give this thing a chance. Yeah. I'm going to go in there with, like, I obviously I'm I'm a Star Wars. I'm crazy about. I love Star Wars. So I, of course I'm going to go into this thing with with yeah. expectations, but. Um, but seeing this trailer, I'm like, yeah, man, I, I totally – this is – you got me, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean just, it's great. I, Yeah, just I think what people need to do is they just need to chill out for five seconds and just let it be what it's going to be, right? Don't try and make this movie what you want it to be. Just let it be yeah. what it's gonna be, and you'll be happy. Like, like, I, and that is really, honestly, the key. And it's, it's, let go of your ego. Let go of the nostalgia for Star Wars, for just a second, and just let this movie be, right? Just let the Last Jedi be. Let the Force, Force Awakens be. Right. Like, let them just exist as they are without your preconceived notions and without your external feelings tied up in it. Because exactly like you said, Matt, you didn't go into Thor Ragnarok going, this needs to be exactly what I think it's going to be. And Thor is a character with a history longer than Star Wars. Mm -hmm. That character has been in the comics way longer than Star Wars has been around. Right. Like we're talking about decades, right? Like, like it's okay for things to be different than other things with the same name. 
It's okay yeah, for right. the story in the Marvel Cinematic Universe to be different from the comics. We've got Infinity War coming up. It's going to be different than Infinity Gauntlet. It is. Like, it's it's not going to be a one-to-one translation. Because why would you even bother? Infinity Gauntlet already exists. Go read the comic if that's your jam. Right? If that's what you want to do, it's there. It exists. Enjoy it. It's like no one's taking that away from you. No one's burning every copy of Infinity Gauntlet. And and I think that the majority of people get that. But for some reason with Star Wars, there's this disconnect between reality and emotion. And 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 people can't or I in fact I shouldn't say disconnect. The problem is that they're they're intermingled. They're tied together. And people think that their emotional attachment to certain things in Star Wars translates into the reality of the movies that are being made. That's not the case, right? So, right, yeah. People just need to take a step back, breathe, remember why they're here as Star Wars fans, and then approach it again. Come back to it, right? And don't get so offended, don't get so upset when things don't happen the way that you think that they should. Your vision of Luke Skywalker as a character and how he should be versus how he is in the movie, they might not be that far off, actually. And Han Solo in this story, in Solo, is going to be different than Han Solo in A New Hope. And thank God for that, because if he was exactly the same, that means that character does not do any development and has no arc between Solo and A New Hope. And that's really unfortunate, because when this movie makes a bajillion dollars and we get Solo 2 and Solo 3 and we have a trilogy of Solo movies, you know, like like it, it it's going to be really boring if he's exactly the same in every single movie. I want to see this character evolve. And that, to me... The fact that I'm already excited for the idea that there will be sequels to this solo movie, that says they've got something here. That that the actors, the 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 style, the cinematography, I mean the way that they've shot this movie is I think I said this about The Last Jedi. I thought that The Last Jedi was was the most sort of beautifully expertly shot Star Wars movie. Um, and I still think that it is beautiful. I think that the, the biggest thing that people don't talk about the last Jedi for is, is that, you know, story, whatever character, whatever, but just look at every single frame of that movie. It's impeccable. It is perfect. Right. The, the lighting and that wonderful, amazing sort of gritty, grainy quality to it that none of the other Star Wars movies really have. Empire has it a little bit, but but The Last Jedi kind of cranks it up and it gives it this great reality to it. Um, and then here comes Solo going the complete opposite way with this beautiful, stark, crisp, hyper-reality. And it's, it's the same... Uh, cinematographer I believe that shot Arrival Um, and like if you've seen Arrival, Arrival is the same it's got that really like it it has that awesome style it's actually I don't know if that if he's also that that cinematographer has also worked on any of 
Christopher Nolan stuff, but it's like Interstellar and um, and um, Inception. They both have that as well. They have that really like crisp, hyper reality where it's like the movie is almost more high definition than the real world. You know what I mean? And it's just right. got that really cool color tone to it. And I, it, it just, it looks like it's going to be a beautiful movie to watch, like just a total feast for the eyes. Right. And I, uh, man, this is the thing is that we're so spoiled by great movies these days, like by living in this incredible era of, of popular culture and media that we watch a movie like the last Jedi, or we see a teaser for, for solo. And we're just so picky. We're just so picky. We've been yeah. eating gourmet oh, yeah. food for so oh. long that they, it's like, oh, there's a smudge on this plate. All right. Send it back. And it's like, just get over yourself for five seconds and remember why you're here. Remember why you're a Star Wars fan. Let go of that obnoxious adult nagging in the back of your head and embrace the inner eight-year-old who's just like space octopus robots chewbacca millennium falcon yeah it's just awesome it's just awesome and fun like yeah i think everybody just kind of needs to get step back get over themselves and and reassess what it is they want to do because do you want to be a grumpy upset star wars fan or do you want to have some fun because i want to have some fun with this you know but but you and i we watched the freemaker adventures and we watch star wars rebels and we watch we watch all of this stuff because we're star wars fans and you know like does the does forces of destiny confuse the heck out of me yeah like did ray and bb8 had like like three days worth of adventures between the time that they met up and then the time that they, that they meet Finn, Mm -hmm. but apparently it all happens in one day. Sure. Whatever. I guess. I I, I don't know. Like, (laughs) like it's, it's those forces of destiny is its own thing. And I don't have to watch forces of destiny and go, this must fit into Canon, right? It doesn't need to star Wars blips. Doesn't fit into Canon. Relax. They're just fun cartoons, right? Like, yeah, people just need to get over it. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you. You know, like I said, I'll just finish off by saying, you know, look, I'm looking at this like I saw a couple of trailers. I know I'm going to get great actors. I know I'm. Yeah. From from what I've heard, the, the script is is really fantastic. Yeah. And the visuals, I've obviously I've seen the trailer, so the visuals are on par yeah. with a Disney Star Wars. The the uh, yeah the excellence that we've come to expect from from the cinematography and all that, that's all there. So yeah, uh, right there. It's, 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 you know, it's teetering on an A and B already without even seeing this thing with, with, with just that. So hopefully, um, and, and you know, what's also too, is like, I'm going into this one with maybe less, um, obviously a little less expectations, but I kind of don't know a lot of what's going on. Of course, I've seen the trailer and yeah. I've seen some of the pictures that Ron Howard, but this thing is kind of, for me, somewhat kind of flown under the radar as this production has yeah. gone on, especially with the with the turnover and all the the new stuff that they've had to reshoot, which yeah. I heard was eighty percent of the movie. <laughs> so you know, you kind of just go in this, I, and maybe that's what's different than the Last Jedi because you go into that, and like I said earlier, Mike, it's just, I had all these expectations, and what's helped is 
listening to other people talk about it and and maybe a problem I have with it, look at it from another point of view and go, okay, uh, you like this particular portion of it that I kind of had an issue with. What is it that I'm missing? And you start listening to other people, you and, and yeah. all the friends that I have, and you kind of, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And you yeah. kind of start to, okay, that make okay, I get it now. So it, it just, it's just one of those things. When you're a huge Star Wars fan, you're going to do that. And, and the same thing with this, with all these giant Han Solo fans that think of oh, Harrison Ford as the only one. They're going to have trouble going into this. Uh, like you said, Mike, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to go into this just wanting maybe not to like it or something. And But it's just – it's one of those things. You just got to – you got to let all that go, man. And and I had to learn it myself. I had to learn that. I, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and I, I did it to myself. I'm a victim of my own – the stuff that I'm talking about. I yeah. did it to myself. So uh, Many um, of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view, right? <laughs> right, yeah. That's... Yeah, so – Oh man, good stuff. But uh, cool. other well, than that, anything else? Yeah, let's just finish off really quick. And okay. I don't know that there's too much to talk about here because this is really fresh news, and there's not much other than just the announcement. But um, really, really great. I, I don't know if we covered that Ryan Johnson is getting his own trilogy. Um, that may have happened. That may have been announced after we were sort of wrapped for the for the first half of the season. So in case we were like I mean, yes, awesome. I'm excited about that. Um I'm excited to see what he does with his own characters in his own corner of the universe of the of the Star Wars galaxy. But I what was announced yesterday uh hot on the heels of the solo trailer as part of that earnings call is that uh, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, uh, the executive producers and showrunners for Game of Thrones, will be coming to the galaxy far, far away to produce a series of Star Wars films. So um, they'll be producing, not necessarily directing, probably not directing, um, but it's a series distinct from the Skywalker saga and the trilogy that Ryan Johnson is working on. So... Don't get too excited yet because they won't start on this until they are done with Game of Thrones. This just means that they signed a deal. Um, uh, And uh, Game of Thrones does not conclude its series run until the summer of 2019, I think. It's definitely next year. It's 2019. I heard April 2019. Okay, April of 2019. That sounds sounds right. so it they they're not working on Star Wars until after that. So that's a full year. So don't start going Obi Wan, Obi Wan, Obi Wan. Um, if Obi Wan's in production, it's or in pre production or being written or whatever. That's already happening, and it's going to have nothing to do with these guys. Nothing to do with Ryan Johnson. It's going to be its own Star Wars story, I think. Um, but yeah, this this is probably pretty far off in the future we're probably looking at 2020 at the absolute earliest and i think that would be a stretch i think we're probably looking at 2021 2022 before we're going to start to see these movies because they are producing them and then they're gonna have to find a director or they find writers directors right for for all this stuff but what this points to is that i think by 2020 we're going to be getting two star wars movies a year um and and it also points to the fact that I think that we're going to have a gap between episode 9 and episode 10 and it's going to be filled with 
Ryan Johnson's movie and and one of these um, movies by Benny Offenweiss. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I'm 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 excited. We've already got Gwendolyn Christie as part of uh, Star Wars already. Amelia Clark is part of Star Wars and Solo. Um, yeah, I, more Game of Thrones uh, all over my Star Wars is not a bad thing. It's a uh, <laughs> yeah. peanut butter and jelly, right? Yeah. That was, and I tell you what, I was shocked to hear that news, and because obviously just out of nowhere, yeah. like I said, all these bombs are dropping. Then we get Benioff, you know, the double D's there, doing the, a Star Wars thing, and it's like these are guys are doing Game of Thrones, and they've obviously crushed Game of Thrones, right? I mean, everybody can can rely on that. Now, I would say I will say this: I'll pump the brakes a little bit because they obviously didn't write Game of Thrones. This is yeah. they're just taking stories that are already written. But I tell you what, they they know how to adapt a story. I'll, I'll give them that. So I think that alone uh, kind of gets me excited because these guys can take some material. And now I don't know. It, it sounds like they're going to correct me if I'm wrong. They're going to actually write also, write some stories and produce them, right? Possibly, I mean, yeah. I think so I mean, yeah. like they'll probably do the story writing, right? Because it's like I I sometimes you'll see the credit story by and then and then screenplay by right so i think that that'll probably end up being the case i think that they will probably write the story but then the actual screenplays will probably be written by screenwriters um and i think that the approach to it will probably be similar to um producing tv because if you look at the way that marvel studios does things it is actually very similar to, to the way that tv is produced which is how they manage to put out two or three movies a year. I mean, we got three Marvel Studios films coming out this year. Um, one of which is Infinity War, which may as well be two movies. In fact, I mean, it's split into two movies, but the one Infinity right, yeah. War may as well be two movies with the mm-hmm. number of characters that are going to be in it. So, yeah. Um, and the fact that it's a series and they didn't specifically say trilogy, I think that's really interesting too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it's 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 pretty exciting news. I mean, like it just it was one after another, and I, I was like, oh yeah. man, this is cool. Even I mean, a lot of Game of Thrones fans that not necessarily big Star Wars fans are like, whoa, this is this is pretty crazy. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's this is this yeah. is big stuff. Man. It's so, a good pedigree, and I think woo, that it's a smart yeah. choice because um, yeah. I think what they need to do is they need to get a couple of really seasoned guys in. I mean, they've got Ryan Johnson doing his thing. Um, which I think he's proven that he can make a Star Wars movie. Whether or not you agree with his choices, it's a pretty good movie. Um, and I think that that just sort of proves like he can go and he can make three more Star Wars movies of his own design without having to worry about legacy and all that sort of thing. Um, but bringing in these guys, I I think it's a good pedigree. I think that it's a good I. I set of experience and and the skill set that they have is actually really really great and um and and gonna be valuable for star wars because the thing that you have to remember is that these guys come in as execs and they're producing a star wars series that means that they become a part of the story group and that story group then goes on to influence everything else that's happening at lucasfilm right so I, you know, the story group, they pick up one thing in Star Wars Battlefront 2 in the story mode for that. And then all of a sudden Luke Skywalker's got this compass in in The Last Jedi. 
uh, on his table, right? That's that's kind of it's not important to the story, but it's connected, right? And and right, yeah. and you know, hyperlight uh, uh, tracking referenced in Rogue One and Admiral Radis and and uh, and the connections to the Last Jedi, right? Like the story group, the the it's the repercussions on screen might seem small when, when I put it that way, where it's just like sort of character names and, and references back and forth. But what that implies is that conversations are happening between all of these people that Ryan Johnson is talking to Dave Filoni and right. Like that, that stuff is, is all interconnected. Um, And so you're bringing in two heavy hitters that are going to drastically affect the way that Star Wars stories are told. And I think that that's a great thing. My The only piece of speculation that I'll put out there at this point is um, the very obvious idea that coming off of Game of Thrones, high fantasy, um, that the easy speculation is that these guys are being brought in to do the KOTOR era yeah stories yeah I, i've been hearing a lot about that because that's because ryan yeah. johnson has kind of specifically said that that's not what he's gonna do but i think that lucasfilm would be silly to ignore that era and so i think that this is probably their best i i think it's a good choice i mean like i think that they can that the, that that uh, benioff and weiss can do whatever they want because they're talented but um they've been working in that that high fantasy realm bring that to star Wars and make some star Wars movies set in a different time period that have a little bit of a different feel. Um, and that could be fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Here's what I would say, cause I did hear those. I heard a lot about that, like, Oh, KOTOR and all that. And if they don't go there, it'd be kind of neat to see him or see them go at something way back when you had all like right now you have this, with a with a sequel trilogy, you have this shift in you know there's no more Jedi, there's no more Sith. To see them go back to show when there was tons of Sith and a lot of Jedi, and yeah. maybe that you know just think of Attack of the Clones when you had that big Jedi battle scene, although it was with uh, you know the with the with the um, the droids. It's the droids, and you have a bunch of Sith. You know, it just you could see a grand scale of just Jedi versus Sith back way back, you know, thousands of years ago or whenever it was, you know, leading up to the the point in Bane where he decides to go with just two. So um, that would be, that would be, you know, doesn't necessarily have to be KOTOR, but something like you said, my back then where you can kind of, kind of really get into and, and showcase on a massive scale, you know, Jedi versus that'd be pretty, that'd yeah. be pretty cool to me. You know, I, I'd kind of like to see that. So I, I heard those rumors like, Oh, I'm into that. I'm good with that. So, Ooh, yeah. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I think that, um, for, for a minute there, I, with, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Josh Trank getting, uh, booted and then, uh, which obviously happened a while ago, but, um, then, um, uh, what happened with with Lord and Miller, um, and then the fallout from the Last Jedi? It seemed a little bit dark for a minute there. I, uh, I, but as Han says, I, I thought we were in trouble there for for a minute, but uh, but we're fine. We're we're, 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 all, we're all fine here now. How are you? Right. Um, 
great. Yeah, I think I think Star Wars is going to be just fine. Yeah. I think that the naysayers, um, some of whom are our friends, like Carl is a little bit upset about uh, how quickly they're putting out um, oh, yeah. right. all these Star Wars movies. Um, I think we're going to be okay. I, th- I think it's going to be all right. I, I, and I think that time's going to tell on this one. I mean, like, look, they put out movie after movie after movie for these uh, Marvel movies. And um, for my money, each one's better than the last one. Yeah. It's, it it's, like it's, it's just better, like better. Black yeah. Panther's getting such great reviews. I cannot wait to see it next week. And then yeah. Infinity War is in May, and it looks like it's going to be bonkers off the wall and the trailer for ant-man and the wasp just dropped last week and that trailer is awesome like that that is a movie i want to see so if disney is going to do the same thing with star wars that they did with marvel sign me up i'm there day one every single time but you guys already knew that because uh, like I said before, I like yeah. Star Wars. Oh yes. I like <laughs> Star Wars. Um yeah, it's it's it I there's never been a better time to be a, a geek, and I will say very specifically for myself, there has never been a better time to be me. I I don't know, maybe I'm tempting fate by saying that. I but yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, Star Wars movies, Marvel movies. If they could just figure out how to make a movie with Superman that doesn't suck. Uh, oh boy. Here we go. Yeah. I I will be a, I, I will I I'll have They're nothing to complain it. about other than the people who are complaining about the things that I like. So. <laughs> it's a good place to be. Yeah. It's a good place to yeah, be. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, sure. I think I think we're on the right side of history, and I think the time's going to tell on that one. I think that that when all is said and done, both of these movies, uh, the Last Jedi and, and Solo, are going to be regarded as the beginning of the golden era for Star Wars, right? So, yeah, hope so. Awesome. Well, that's well, it, man. That's, that's good, it. Huh? We we'll be back in a couple of weeks, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. And uh, you know what? I'm not sure how we're gonna how we're going to cover this. Uh, moving forward i know that in the past um we kind of took it week by week and did it episode by episode but i don't want to be covering the finale uh months after (laughs) yeah i I understand that so uh coming back we may actually hit you guys hard with with double episodes um uh matt you and i will discuss that off air and uh and you guys will know soon enough exactly what we're gonna do but uh, I think that might end up looking like two episodes a week. Not double-sized episodes, but actually two mm-hmm. episodes a week. So um, look forward to that. February 19th is when Star Wars Rebels returns. And uh, and then hopefully soon after Rebels completes uh, at some point in the summer. Actually, I mean, like Rebels will be completed in March. And then we'll have April and then May to wait for Solo. And then I'm guessing probably around June. Sorry, excuse me, June or July. We're going to get the return of Lego Star Wars, the Freemaker Adventures, um, or Lego Star Wars something. Maybe it's not going to be Freemaker Adventures. Maybe it's going to be a new thing. But uh, I'd really like it if we got Freemaker Adventures post-Return of the Jedi. Just just saying. So, you know, I, 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 those of you who are responsible for Lego Star Wars 
and its future that may or may not be listening to this, it's way too late to influence whatever you've done because production timelines work that way. Uh, but know that uh, that we're rooting for you guys and whatever your next endeavor is. Um, Lego Star Wars or otherwise, because man, I love that show. Uh, because it's 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 fun to like Star Wars stuff instead of Good being a, stuff. A, a whiny baby about it. So we'll be back soon with more Star Wars Rebels uh, uh, coverage, and uh, and then once that's done, I don't know, I don't know what we're gonna do. We'll figure something out. We're gonna have a lot more free time though. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Thank you guys for listening. As always, you can stay up to date with all the latest uh, Star Wars animation news by heading to rebelcells.com. Um, uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash rebelspodcast, and on Twitter at rebelspodcast. If you want to stay up to date with all the other Star Wars news that we're talking about, you can do that by heading to starwarstsc.com. That's for Star Wars. The saga continues. Tim keeps both sites updated, so, you know, it's 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 all coming from the same guy but i uh, i also check out star wars the saga continues it's a great podcast with tim and kyle um and uh, you can follow them on facebook and twitter as well star wars tsc um that's it for this week uh you guys know we're a part of the thunder quack podcast network you can head to thunderquack.com check out all the other great podcasts in the network and if you want to support us you can do that two ways head to store.thunderquack.com pick up some merch or head to patreon.com slash thunderquack and support us uh everybody at the one dollar level and above gets uh the exclusive thunderquack podcast they get irregularly scheduled a week early um they get uh access to the thunderquack patreon club um and then if you go up to five dollars you get access to the um the round tables, which are mostly spoiler cast these days uh, in MP3 format, as well as uh, early access to interviews from the Epic Marvel podcast. So patreon.com slash thunderquack. Lots of really awesome content uh, uh, that you can get early or you can wait for later. But the exclusive podcast is only for Patreon supporters. If you want to hear what Matt and I think of The Last Jedi um our impressions of the last jedi immediately after having seen it um the the only way to get that is by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack and listening to our past spoiler cast from last month you're gonna get drips and drops of it but i think that both of us have evolved our opinions of the last jedi since then so yeah for sure if you, if you want to know exactly what we thought the the weekend that it came out then that's the place to go um, we appreciate everybody who is supporting us over there. I know that a lot of you listeners have jumped over there specifically to grab that exclusive content, and we appreciate that. I hope you guys enjoy it. You can always feel free to give me feedback. Oh, I didn't give our Twitters. Our Twitters are mine's at ArcWolf, A R K W U L F. Matt's is at The Crankster. That is Crankster with a K. Um, so, yeah, if Patreon stuff, it, whether you're a subscriber or a supporter or not, um, you can always give me feedback and we're making changes constantly. So, um, so yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening and, uh, we will be back in two weeks for the, uh, the star Wars rebels episodes. Uh, what are the first two we got? We have Jedi Knight and, uh, doom. doom. Yep. So we'll be back yep. in a couple of weeks with that. Thank you guys for listening. Yep. See you soon.
Sí, sí.